This is Fred Rachani of TSC News along with Scott Anderson, and we are here to recap the WWE Fastlane 2017 pay-per-view from top to bottom. We are also here to answer your questions live on the air as this is the final pay-per-view on the road to WrestleMania besides, well, WrestleMania 33. Scott, it is March 5th, 2017, and we have witnessed the return of Goldberg as not just the man, but the guy as he destroys Kevin Owens in 21 seconds to win the WWE Universal Fruit Roll-Up Championship. He had a little help from Chris Jericho. I think the finish was supposed to protect Kevin Owens. It didn't really. And uh, yeah, long story short, Goldberg came out, made his epic entrance. He looked winded just making his entrance. And KO came out talking trash. They were about to get started. The referee was saying, are you ready? Are you ready? And then KO went out the ring. T's getting back in the ring. Went out the ring. Match technically didn't start. Finally, after what seemed like an eternity, when he got back in the ring, was ready to start the match, where I'm sure he would have you know, scurried out. Chris Jericho's music hits. It's Chris Jericho. Owens gets distracted. He's like, oh my god. And then all of a sudden... Spear, jackhammer, you could hear Scott just, just breathing heavily right now. He is pissed. And one, <laughs> two, three, we have a new WWE Universal Champion. Goldberg was happy. His family was happy. I don't know, in a weird way, he was kind of like, oh, this is cool, but not as nice as the belt I had back in the day. And he celebrated. Chris Jericho looked pleased. And KO was broken. Yeah, um, I, I was trying to come up with something positive to say about this, and, and you know, it, I guess you know, nostalgia is cool, but in this situation, not quite. Um, before we get, go any further, I would like to say there's a two good-looking luchadors there up on the uh, top right-hand corner of our screen. Very, very good-looking luchadors. I, I must admit. Yeah, one of them is one of them is you, dude. Man, you're breathing ah. like like Goldberg back there. Man, you're freaking, I, you're freaking like so pissed right now. I, you know, I, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm battling a little sinus cold, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, it, it, I'm just trying to prove a point, I suppose, with, with it. Uh, Goldberg, yeah, he, he was winded. To me, he looked like he was limping a little bit. I, um, you know, like you, I mean, you know, I'm a little older than you, I don't like to admit that, but I am. I, you know, I grew up and, and Goldberg was the man. Uh, and, so did um, I. You know, it was cool. Yeah, no, you, you absolutely did. And, and, you know, it was cool to see and, and we liked it. But the unfortunate part is, you know, Owens got cheered a lot more, I think, than Goldberg did. Um, it, it felt like they pumped in some of those uh, – piped in some of those Goldberg chants at the beginning. Eh, I don't know, um, I don't know about that. I think it was I, kind of split. I mean, I think the crowd – you know what it is? I think the crowd likes chanting Goldberg, but I think they – I think the crowd really did like Owens, like generally liked him. And so it was, it was kind of like a tough dynamic because they like Goldberg. It's the aura of Goldberg. But at the same time, you know, they don't want to see Owens lose. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately he lost. And, I mean, look, I guess it makes – at the end of the day, as annoyed as we can be about this, it does make sense. He's their biggest possible star and draw right now. The title's on the top guy. It's going to be on the other top guy, Brock Lesnar. And quite frankly, and this is no fault of Kevin Owens or any of the other superstars – they have not done a good job of building up this raw roster at all. 
So, in reality, outside of maybe Braun Strowman before tonight, maybe Roman Reigns, as far as guys who have been booked somewhat well and protected, I mean, who really can, can hold the universal title and be a credible champion? I guess Finn Bauer when he comes back, although as a babyface, it might be better to see him kind of scratch and claw before he goes for the title. I mean, who else? There's Goldberg. There's Brock Lesnar. Unless they, they trade for AJ Styles, do some type of storyline or or something, or resurrect the ghost of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, who who else is there to, to hold the title? I mean, I like Kevin Owens very much. But in reality, for the most part, he was not booked all that great as the Universal Champion. Now, the good news is, if you're a Kevin Owens fan, he did do a good job given the circumstances, and much like a guy like, say, Chris Jericho back in the day, or a guy like CM Punk, or a guy like Daniel Bryan. When you at least have one run with the title and you knock it out of the park, at least you know based on the circumstances, even if the circumstances aren't great, chances are Vince McMahon might go back to you and give you that belt. Edge, same thing. You know, It's not like he was totally booked like Jack Swagger or anything like that. But yeah, it was a sad ending to this Universal title run. Personally, I would have preferred my booking idea, which would have been Lesnar, I'm sorry, Goldberg does exactly what he promised, right? Spear, jackhammer. Then, Lesnar's music hits. He attacks Goldberg from behind. DQs Goldberg. Goldberg technically wins, but he costs Goldberg the title in front of his wife and kid. He F5s Goldberg in front of his wife and kid. And then, afterwards, like Kevin Owens, true heel fashion, he gets on the mic, he says... You know, I'm still universal champion. I'm undefeated, blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the whole heel shtick. And then you could have Mick Foley playing into the storyline of him rebelling against Stephanie. He could have said, well, Kevin, we're not going to end the night like this. You have another match. And you could have booked him against either The Undertaker, Roman Reigns, uh, Finn Balor, Chris Jericho. One of those four guys had one of those guys beat Kevin Owens for the title. You could have even had uh, Chris Jericho run in and and cost Kevin Owens the title to somewhat protect him. And, and that way, you still could have gotten with your destination of KO versus Jericho, and then you'd have the Universal title be in a match where one of the winners is not going to be gone for a number of months like Brock Lesnar. But, yeah, as my man Jeremy Bowers said, he'd be fine with the Lesnar title run if Lesnar defends it on every pay-per-view. I don't think he Which needs he to won't. defend it on every pay-per-view, but I think every couple pay-per-views... He'd want to defend it. The fact that Lesnar held the title a couple years back and then literally disappeared for three months without WWE giving us any updates, that to me was pretty weak. I didn't mind him holding the title and not defending it all the time. I minded them not following up properly. So if and when they do give Lesnar the title, hopefully they learned their lesson from 2014, 2015, and they give us constant updates on the whereabouts of Brock Lesnar while he's F5-ing Moose in Saskatchewan. Well, at least Brock's been doing some house shows, like two in like six months. So at least you have that to look forward to. And you know what? He's going to be doing the MSG show, which I'm going to next Sunday with my buddy Candace. So I'm excited about that because it's going to be Kevin Owens versus Brock Lesnar, which means more doom for Kevin Owens. Scheduled to be. Hey, hey, do not jinx me. Shut up. It's it's MSG. They're not going to bait and switch us, okay? going to be big showing in, in Lesnar, just oh, so you know. Stop it. All right. And anyway, real quick, uh, here's the issue I have with this Lesnar winning at Mania. 
in reality, I don't care what anybody says. There's nobody credible enough to beat him except for either Braun Strowman, which after tonight is kind of unlikely, or Roman Reigns. So we all assume Roman's going to win at SummerSlam. The way I would book it, and unfortunately it's not going to happen, is I would have Roman's cousin come back, beat Brock at SummerSlam. The Rock? Have his cousin, yes, have his cousin on Raw the next night, have Roman go full-blown heel and beat The Rock on Raw, even though I know you don't want to give that away on Raw. Then you can have full mega heel Roman do what he does, and you could have uh, maybe a face AJ Styles or Finn Balor. You could have those guys chase him, and I think it's more credible than having you know, Sami Zayn challenge Brock Lesnar at Money in the Bank or something to that effect where you know Sami has no chance whatsoever to beat him. You know what I mean? True, yeah. I mean, in a perfect world. Or, you know, you could even do it on the same night if you had, like, Roman win. Well, the problem is Money in the Bank is, uh, I think, is only a SmackDown-only pay-per-view, which I think is stupid. Yes. But, but if yeah. it was a dual brand and pay-per-view, I mean, you could, in theory, have Roman Reigns win the Money in the Bank, claim to be a babyface, and then, yeah, if you had that scenario where you were able to get The Rock for a mega match with Lesnar... Then Roman could cash in on a, on his cousin, and then that sets up a mega matchup between Rock and and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Or you could have Rock, you know, maybe endorse somebody and have them go up against Roman at WrestleMania 34. That yep. would be amazing, but I don't think that's going to happen. And unfortunately, I, I don't see them stopping the push of Roman Reigns. I don't see no. them turning him heel, even if he's going up against the Undertaker. And, and I do see them. Building up to Roman versus Brock, which 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 will be yes. a hell of a match. I think it'll be a great match. But at the same time, Roman Reigns is once again going to be miscast, and he's going to win the title, and he's going to be drowned out by booze <laughs> for, in front of that raucous Brooklyn crowd. They will eat him alive. Yes, and he's going to hold the title for another couple months. He's going to lose it to some heel like Sheamus or some other geek. And then, and then, and then maybe just maybe he'll 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 make another push for WrestleMania and, and try to capture the title for the the third time at WrestleMania, or he'll just mm. kind of do something else. I I don't know. Well, let's focus on the next month or so. You know, with rumors of the 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 draft happening again, he could lose it to a heel AJ Styles as part of the club as well. He could because the rumor is AJ is going to head to Raw, so that could be interesting. Well, but we'll anyway. see. We'll see. In the meantime, we have time. Let's focus on what happened tonight. Tonight was kind of a waste of time. It felt like a, a Raw with more wrestling, and it featured two useless booking decisions. You can make the argument three with the KO Goldberg thing, but at least KO and Goldberg. Well, what, what about four with the Nia Jax Sasha Banks? Actually, that that's true too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe three or four. Okay. Maybe everything but like one match. So so let's go through the rest of the show. We had the opener. Which was Rich Swan and Akira Tozawa on the pre-show. They beat Brian Kendrick and Noam Dar, who were accompanied by Alicia Fox. This is all right. We had Samoa Joe beat Sami Zayn by choking him out with the Kikina Clutch. Nice match, but it was more of a showcase for Samoa Joe rather than a blow-away match of the year candidate or anything. We had Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson defeat Enzo and Big Cass. There was a little controversy in that, but okay. Explain this controversy, Scott. Well, uh, Anderson had pinned Enzo, who had his foot on the rope. And as the referee's counting, not paying attention, Gallows just brushes it off. Pin was made. That was it. 
it was clear Enzo had his foot on the rope, so odds are tomorrow night on Raw we'll have a rematch. Odds are Sheamus and Cesaro will get involved. Odds are some other teams will be involved, and we'll have some type of WrestleMania triple threat, fatal four-way match uh, for the tag titles. Yeah. Um, which is sad because I really can't think of that many teams on Raw that that would you know, have anything to do with that, except for Enzo Cass and Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a, a lame division right now. They need they need some teams. They need, well, now well, that both. they broke up the team of Handsome Rusev and Jinder Mahal, I'm very oh, disappointed with. God, jeez. Yeah. Whatever. Poor Rusev and poor Cesaro, right? These, these guys are... At least Cesaro won. Still. Still. <laughs> you have a I good... thought Jinder Mahal was going to beat him. I'll be honest with you. I really, really thought Jinder was going to beat Cesaro. You have a good, young, talented guy who is way better than he should be for his experience level in Rusev, who's done some great work on the mic in the ring over the last couple of years. And he is brawling with Jinder Mahal and losing to the big show in 2017. Be completely ripped and chiseled Jinder Mahal at that. Yeah, what, what, whatever that guy's spending on on his body, uh, it, it sure ain't working out so well for him. Save your money, bro. Save your money, put it in the bank, uh, you know, uh, unless you want to stay in Jobberville. I don't know. Like, like you told me, he has the great Khali's inheritance to go on, I guess. Exactly, it's the great Khali's inheritance. Yeah. <laughs> With so, family's yeah. inheritance, I guess, would oh, be more God. correct. We had Sasha Banks beat Nia Jax. I wasn't a fan of this because, well, actually, I liked the match. The finish was, was kind of cool where Sasha was just barely able to get a pinning combination on Nia Jax, so Nia was protected, but I'm not a fan <laughs> of seeing Nia lose. Although, to be fair, Nia should have never lost back at Survivor Series. I don't think people remember that, but she actually submitted to Becky Lynch at Survivor Series in that women's elimination match, which was preposterous. Although, let's be honest, in what reality is 98-pound Sasha Banks going to get a roll-up on Nia Jax? That's true. That's true. You know what? They should have, especially if Sasha's most likely going to turn heel, they should have at least done a gimmick where, like, the turnbuckle was exposed or something. Now thinking about it, that's actually a pretty good suggestion. You know, there was like, no, there was nothing. It was just like Nia's there. Okay, oh, roll up. Like there was no, right? There was no uh, dazed and confused. There was nothing. Yeah. Absolutely not a uh, man. We had Cesaro beat Jinder Mahal. We had Big Show and and Jinder get into it afterwards. Rusev took him out. This was a waste of time. They got into it before as well. The whole subplot to that was Mick Foley on the pre-show said that they can each have singles matches against opponents worthy of the match or you know something. So Jinder comes out, then Rusev comes out with Lana with thigh-high silver boots that we're just gonna leave at that, and um, they got into it, and Jinder got the upper hand on Rusev. Let's yeah. let's put that into perspective as well. He he uh he posted him, didn't he? I believe. I think so. Put it, Rusev into the post. Yeah. I looked up the official time of this Cesaro Jinder Mahal match. It went eight minutes. Not surprised. Eight minutes with Jinder Mahal. And there was no and Cesaro really did nothing special either. That's the sad part. Because it was against Jinder Mahal. Why would you waste your time and effort? Well, I mean, there was no Cesaro swing. There was no suplex. There was nothing. Oh man. And then, and then, oh God! And then we had Big Show. And look, I like Big Show. Uh, I'm I have so much respect for the guy to get himself in incredible shape. If you haven't followed him on Instagram or Twitter, go on his Instagram and Twitter. That guy 
has abs for a giant. It's incredible. For a guy to be in his mid-40s as a giant for all the abuse his body's taken, to look like that, much respect to him. But he should not be beating Rusev. And in a perfect world, Rusev would be built up well enough to have a WrestleMania match with the Big Show rather than just lose at Fastlane. So Big Show won. Yeah, we had the New Day come out, waste more time, uh, talk about how they have an ice cream cart now, and they're going to come out with ice cream. They acted like petulant children. This shtick is getting really old. I'm a big fan of the New Day, and I like them as people and as wrestlers, but their act right now, man, I mean, they really <laughs> have no ideas for the New Day, and we're going to have four hours, four hours of this at WrestleMania since they are the hosts. Well, they're the uh, kid-friendly version of not Rocky. They're like more the tween version of John Cena, I suppose. Because what what they well what Biggie says and does is definitely not for kids. So <laughs> it's uh you know, but but with that said, I still want to get my daughter the ice cream pops T-shirt, Fred. Just want to go on record with that. All right, all right. Well, yeah, just you're, saying. You're also a terrible parent. Yeah, right. is that also a kick to the in the mouth of CM Punk that they're kind of bringing ice cream back for the new day and not CM Punk? Yeah, that the, the, the probably is. I'm sure they're petty enough to to want to do that. Oh, but yeah, this segment was kind of more or less. There's a uh, couple moments brutal. that are semi funny, and yeah, overall, it's just they lost the belts and that's it. They have nothing. In a perfect world. If they had a scenario where um, Big E wins a singles title, say like the U.S. title or something, right? Uh, I was watching the New Day the other night, and I was just like, man, this this gimmick is... I mean, they're probably still selling merchandise, but they really have run out of ideas. Oh, yeah. I really think that if they set up a, like a big title win for Big E, like the U.S. title, dare I say even the Universal title, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and they, I, I could see a scenario where... Uh, Biggie wins the title, like, say, like the U.S. title, and the New Day all celebrates everything, and and uh, Chuck goes out to interview uh, Biggie and the New Day, and, and 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 they're all happy, and then I could see them doing the the New Day dance, and then I could see maybe Biggie, in some scenario, being in the Seth Rollins role in 2014 of the Shield breakup, where he just destroys both guys, because as much as I like the New Day as a collective. As much as I'm happy that they have something to do and that as long as they do comedy, they'll have, probably have jobs for life. There's also a part of me that remembers when Biggie Langston was a guy who I firmly believed would have been the next John Cena. Or at least the guy that could have been positioned to be the next John Cena. And instead, well, instead besides Scott uh, trying to start a fire in the background because he's, he's pissed off at my, at my idea. Instead, it's my slap bracelet. I want to slap you with it. Okay. And instead, we, we've had Big E uh, just kind of be a comedy guy. And look, it's worked out for him. They've done all right. They were the longest reigning tag team champions of all time. But there's still a part of me that thinks, man, if Big E was given half the push Roman Reigns has been given throughout his career, I think Big E could get over as a single star. I don't know about you, but that's what I think. Let's keep in mind, even though the booking wasn't there, Big E is a former Intercontinental Champion. So He was. And then they, they quickly... I mean, then again, so was Curtis Axel. And then they quickly stopped pushing the guy. Yeah. I, I would love to, be on a, uh, love to be a fly on the wall when they bring these guys in like Big E and they have him with, you know, with Ziggler and he comes out and destroys Cena, which happened in Philly, by the way. And then all of a sudden they're just like, nah, we're good. 
like how does it happen? I just it, it's amazing. Cuz yeah, the guy has I mean, he has I don't want to say all the tools, but he has a lot of them. Yeah. Sure. And he's a big jack dude like Vince McMahon that's, loves. That's most of the tools right there. Exactly. And he's athletic. And thank God he stopped doing the the dive through the ropes and killing himself, so that's good. Yeah, and he's a guy that even a couple years into the business was pretty damn good, much like Rusev. You know, yeah. we always talk about uh, the women, and rightfully so, how a lot of them, like Bailey, who, who I mean, technically Bailey was uh, on the indies and so was Sasha Banks, but for the most part, they, they got into NXT pretty young and how they developed into really good workers. And, and Charlotte was built from scratch for the most part. And, and rightfully so, the women do get a lot of credit. But Biggie and Rusev are guys that, for the most part, were pretty raw. Biggie, I don't think, had any pro wrestling experience before going to the Performance Center or going to FCW and then later uh, NXT. And he became a pretty damn good worker. So, yeah, it, it, it is kind of sad. I'm happy. It's a double-edged sword. I'm happy to see Biggie featured on TV every week for the last two years. At the same time, I really do feel like there is more for him to do. These guys are a better version of Santino Morella. Pretty much that simple. And a better version of Enzo Amore, that's for sure. My goodness. He's not good in the ring. We had, speaking of good in the ring, though, we had Neville beat Jack Gallagher with a rare red arrow for heel Neville to retain the Cruiserweight title. This was a really good match. I liked it a lot. I thought Jack made himself a star in front of the Milwaukee crowd. They chanted, this is awesome. This was a damn good match, and I would definitely like to see these guys get like a half hour on 205 Live. I agree. The only thing I was disappointed with is that Austin Aries didn't do anything in his hometown. That's right. They showed the video package. He did do the entrance he as a commentator. Love showing off his package. Yes, but yeah, I'm surprised. You know what? Now thinking about it, I am surprised too that he didn't attack. And they referenced Neville. that he was from Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah, he should have came out and congratulated Weird. him, and even if Neville beats him down, something because well, we well, know that that's where they're going with this. Yeah, and they could have had that instead of the useless Jinder Mahal segment. That would have been a better <laughs> talking segment where Aries does his exclusive interview as a journalist. With, with Neville, and then he attacks Neville, hits the Brain Buster, last chance read that sets up WrestleMania. Perfect. I mean, this pay-per-view had a lot of matches, which is good if they're good matches, which not all of them were. Quantity and it had doesn't a lot equal, of quantity, video packages. Quantity does not equal quality, as we're going to learn with WrestleMania. But now on Raw, they had a lot of matches too, correct? So it's almost like they're going back to that direction, but the matches aren't that good. Yeah. Yeah, we had Roman Reigns take on Braun Strowman. This was the best match of Braun Strowman's career. A really, really good match. Another good pay-per-view match uh, for Roman Reigns' resume. I think he's actually really underrated as a worker. Uh, But as a character, ugh, (laughs) my God. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman goes up top, goes for a splash, crashes and burns. Roman had previously hit a spear before that where Braun kicked out. Braun misses a splash. Roman hits another spear. Got the one, two, three. Keep in mind that Braun also hit the running power slam through the announce table. Let's not forget that. You want to tell me that Roman Reigns couldn't have taken a pinfall loss to Braun Strowman? Not if he's going against The Undertaker. He, he could have. He could have. He should have. And you know what you could have done? Had you actually made Undertaker versus Roman for the title instead of Goldberg versus Lesnar, what you could have done 
is have Braun beat Roman, win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and then go on to challenge Roman at whatever the next pay-per-view is after WrestleMania. I think it's Payback or Extreme Rules. I can't keep up anymore. Whatever the pay-per-view is after Mania for Raw. And, he, and, he, and then Roman could have gotten his win back. But at least it would be in a big title match. Or, or you could add Braun, lo- lose at WrestleMania, and you could have avoided booking Roman versus Braun. Yeah. But instead, Braun's <laughs> undefeated streak is broken. And I don't even necessarily mind that it's broken by Roman Reigns, even though we're all going to roll our eyes and say, oh, it's Roman Reigns and his character sucks, which is not. It's a does. meaningless pay-per-view. Fast Lane, which I might as well rename Fast Lame. You did say Fast Lame, correct? With yes. M? Okay. Yeah, well, you know, with the next match that we're going to talk about, and not to get ahead of ourselves, the booking was also very questionable. So yeah, maybe, well, let me, you let know, me, let me there, there was here. a segment where Stephanie McMahon was on her phone. There was a segment on in the back earlier where Stephanie was on the phone saying that her plane was stuck on the tarmac because I guess Vince didn't want to use the corporate jet. So maybe she was legitimately stuck on the tarmac, and that's why this pay-per-view was not that good. My buddy Even though Vic, she has nothing to do with booking, just saying. My buddy Vic Sosa, fellow podcaster. Okay, so I read the report, and I know he and I, and I know some people think Strowman wasn't hurt by the loss, and they may as well be right. But this show reads like a horrendous effing show, as Pat Patterson would say. This was the drizzling bleep. I I bleep that out because you know we got some kids listening here. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. And my buddy Joe Pompa, who's uh, the number one Zack Ryder fan, as featured on TSC before. F WWE, F Goldberg. So some great <laughs> feedback so far that we're getting. Well, you know, and the problem is it's going to be WrestleMania 20 all over again, too, where they're going to boo. Probably, well, they'll definitely boo Goldberg because they know he's leaving, and Brock will get cheered. It'll I don't be think, You know what, though? I don't, I don't think so. I, don't, I think Goldberg's going to get a good reaction. You know, they I don't know the deal. This isn't. This isn't like back in the day where it just came out of the blue. Like I think, you know, yeah, but it's it's a different deal. type of crowd though. Yeah, but you know what though? If if they make it, well, one of those things where Goldberg straight up says this is my last match, I th- I think he'll he'll get more. That's sympathy. what they have to do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, <sighs> yeah. Frank Pivey says WWE bicycle lane. <laughs> I just don't know where the credibility in Lesnar and Goldberg is. Like, the reality is, I know they already agreed to the match, but. Where's the credibility in Lesnar getting a title shot? Uh, well, Lesnar challenged him. It's like, you, you know, it's kind of like George St. Pierre. George St. Pierre got a <laughs> middleweight title shot against Michael Bisbing. And as George St. Pierre said, it is uh, like the stock market. You have to strike uh, when it's hot. Uh, right now, Michael, uh, Michael Bisbing is, uh, is hot. Stock market fluctuate. And I decided to uh, to invest and in, in cash in, and uh, now is my time. I'm looking to make uh, big moves and uh, I'm looking to win the middleweight title. So that's essentially yes. what Goldberg's doing, you know. But Lesnar does not move the needle like that, so it's different. Well, but he, he, it's funny though. He did technically move the needle at UFC 200, but he doesn't move it anymore. He has no mean, WWE needles. I mean, yeah, he hasn't moved the WWE needle in a while. I mean, maybe like I mean MSG, WWE MSG. I think is going to be sold out either way or near sold Absolutely. out, whether Lesnar's yeah. on there or not. And the times I've been to MSG the last few years for all these uh, house shows, I mean, Lesnar hasn't been on the card. They've still sold out. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it would well, be interesting think, to see like what the actual merchandise sales are for Brock currently right now. Yeah, on the good side, though, you know, we were talking about Lesnar going away for a while. You may get in May 
what what did we say that pay per view was? Payback, backlash. I, I forgot already. Um, but either way, we we might get Owens and Lesnar because Owens would have a beef to challenge Lesnar, saying that he never got his rematch versus Goldberg. So we could get that at least in May, and then Lesnar goes away till August, which is only two months, and he could appear here and there, which wouldn't be too bad the, if they did that. The th- the thing is this, right? They'd really have to elevate that United States Championship. And they haven't done that in a really, really, really long time, if ever, with the U.S. title. Well, tactically, when, when John Cena was holding the U.S. title, he was pushed more like a top guy than Seth Rollins in 2015. Well, he was the top guy, and yeah. Jericho as U.S. champion isn't bad. Uh, I guess we can assume Owens is going to win the title. Yeah, I mean, and that'd be kind of cool. So. But if, if Owens is going to win the title and that's going to be the primary title on Raw, they really need to give Owens, I think, a long run with that. Well, I would assume they would. And another thing, Unfortunately, too. if he loses to Lesnar, like I'm saying, then it kind of discredits that as well. So. Yeah, and, and another thing. I was looking online, and I was just like looking up different <laughs> title histories. I still can't believe the honky-tonk man is the longest-reigning Intercontinental Champion. Is that still to this day? Yeah, you'd think they would have given that Intercontinental title to a guy and had them break the record, like Randy Orton or somebody like that, like a long time ago. Like that... That to me, instead of breaking the tag title record and the women's championship record, like that to me is a record. No disrespect to the honky tonk man, but seriously, look at all the great wrestlers you've had come through your company since Honky Tonk Man's heyday. You're telling me not one of them could have held the title for like a year and a half. And is that how long the reign is? A year and a half? It's like four hundred something days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let's see. I don't see it being Ambrose. I don't see it being Baron Corbin. Maybe the next guy, but you just got over a huge title reign, so I don't think you're going to go back to another one, even though I know it's a separate show. Honestly, I would have loved to have had The Miz break the record. I think that would have been great, and I think he would have been really over as an Intercontinental Champion. Hell, he was over as an Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. You know, it yeah. made no sense to me for him to lose the Dolph. I mean, to lose the Dolph once, okay, and then win it back, but then to freaking have Ambrose just randomly win it on that SmackDown. At the time, I was fine with it, but now looking back, they could have just kept it on Miz. They could always just give it to Cena because he goes away half the time anyway. Yeah. That would still count. You know what? I would actually be fine with Cena winning the IC title and literally doing the same thing he did with the U.S. title where it's like the IC title challenge. And he could make SmackDown fun. Yeah, although SmackDown's so good now that I I don't know who you could have come out and challenge him all the time. I mean, I guess you could showcase like an Apollo Crews, but I mean, you could also bring... You could also bring guys in from like NXT occasionally and whatnot, and you know it'd be cool to have like Ty Dellinger go against him or something like that. Yeah, That'd or even cool. any of the WWK guys. Can you imagine if like Pete Dunne answered a challenge for all people or something like I, that? I don't or... get the whole UK division. Yeah, just, just weird. You don't like it? I don't. It, it just doesn't do anything for me. I mean, the guys are on NXT, okay? The Cruiserweight guys are on NXT. Like, it just, I, I don't know. I mean, they're really talented. They have good matches. Oh, they're very talented guys. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I think, I think you know what, though? I think but, the long-term goal is is to kind of set up, uh, like, a WWE satellite promotion in the in the UK. I mean, UFC's wanted to do that for a long time. It hasn't always been successful. Uh, I don't think it's really been totally successful. I mean, they were investing a lot in, in Fight Pass, their streaming app. Now they're not really doing as much with the new ownership. It's it's interesting. I mean, you know, if they you know if they didn't have two hundred five live, and if they didn't have like a couple of those other like useless shows they have on the network, I think it, it might make more sense to have a WWE UK show. It might be too much content right now. I think with everything. Well, I think if no, if they did it correctly, and what I mean is, 
all right, you do 205 one week, you do a UK show the next week. Then yeah. you do, you know, like every other week or something. I think that would be better. I haven't watched 205 live in a couple of weeks. I don't miss it. You know, like, okay, I've missed NXT the last couple of weeks, but I'm still trying to go back and catch up on them at least, even though I know they're like. Well, you know what? Very, I think, you know, I think, the, <sighs> I think the UK guys on the NXT show, even though on one hand it tells fans they're not as big of a stars as the ones on the main roster, on the other hand, it really enhances NXT, and NXT desperately needs enhancement. I mean, you had Tower Bait and Trent Seven a few weeks sure. back. Well, that was uh, a great match. Yeah. So I mean. You look at NXT, other than those guys, I mean, what's been really energizing about NXT? I mean, outside of, you know, the mic work of Peyton Royce and, and Billy Kay, I mean, they've been pretty funny when it comes to skits, but, you know, they haven't really mm, had any blow... Division's okay. You know, yeah, but it's, it hasn't blown you away. I mean, Authors oh. of Pain are, aren't getting anybody excited. DIY is great, but they lost the tag titles pretty quickly. I mean, unless they, you know, unless they do a thing where they kind of, where it's kind of similar to like the Eddie Edwards, Davy Richards storyline from ROH and James Storm and Bobby Roode storyline in TNA, where say like, um, what's his name, John, Johnny Gargano wins oh. the NXT title and then uh, Ciampa turns on him and he does like oh, big cool thing, Don't worry about like that. that would be cool. But that's also a program I'd like to see on the main roster, not in NXT, because both guys are so talented. Yeah, I just I don't. I... They're, it's yeah, they're they're oversaturating the market for sure. Yeah. Um. But you know, and we can talk about that later. I suppose. Yeah. Also, also, I would have preferred them to call the UK Championship the European title, since there's a lot of people from like Ireland, uh, you mm-hmm. know, that that are talented, that are out there and stuff. But I mean, what UK is the hot market right now. I mean, if you look at the Indies, I mean, it's it's pretty hot. So it makes sense they're trying to go after that market and everything, especially with ITV and you know all the, all these other companies. Okay, yeah. we had Bailey. Beat Charlotte Flair to retain the Raw Women's Championship. On one hand, I'm happy that Bailey didn't lose right away because it's kind of ridiculous that Charlotte keeps winning on pay per view and these girls keep having one month title reigns. On the other hand, on the other hand, (laughs) I think I would have been fine with this if we got a clean finish or at least a somewhat clean finish where like Charlotte's foot happens to be underneath the ropes or something and the referee didn't catch it. Which to but me again. at least that would have given Bailey some credibility. And I get the storyline. I get where they are going. I get it. It's gonna lead to a fiddle four away with Bailey, Jax, Charlotte, Sasha. However, this is ridiculous. We had Sasha, <laughs> who 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 looked so hurt from wrestling Nia Jax earlier, running to attack Charlotte I don't think she laid like any real fists on her, but she laid her hands on her on the outside, and, and Charlotte kind of threw her away. The referee was looking right at her. No disqualification. Then, Bailey tries to roll up Charlotte. Charlotte then rolls up Bailey, gets the tights. Sasha sticks her nose in the ring, literally, and says, Hey, ref, tights, tights. <laughs> Charlotte gets distracted. Bailey hits the belly to Bailey. One, two, three. I thought Again, this was on lame. a B pay-per-view. On a B pay-per-view, they break Charlotte's pay-per-view streak. This was dumb. The crowd was confused. Sasha came out for no reason. Not like Dana was there. Because Dana came out well, originally with Charlotte. How about Bailey to stick her nose in it and, and to... Make this but yet they didn't even turn Sasha man, heel at oh that man. point. I, you know, what, I'm getting like so worked up here. I take off my sweater here. I'm I'm wearing my Bailey shirt underneath, by the way. Although right. I felt like covering it up because I was disappointed in this Bailey match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just well, the whole thing was, you know, Bailey 
did an interview previous that said, you know, Charlotte, keep Dana in the back. Let's do this one-on-one. So then Bailey kind of turns out to be the one not doing it one-on-one because Dana came out with Charlotte. Charlotte said, go to the back right now. So that was that. Very confusing. Sasha's definitely going heel. Bailey wins. How does she not know Sasha's there like – Michael Cole said is beyond me. And what's stupid is I, I guess they're going to probably it's do a deal with, like you and I talked off air where they, they have Stephanie say, you know what, since Sasha wasn't – since uh, Bailey wasn't disqualified and the referee effed up, we're going to reverse the decision. We're going to say Charlotte won via DQ and technically Charlotte's pay-per-view streak is intact, which still it's yep. a cheap way to keep it intact if you ask me. But it's a good heel heat too. It's a good way for a heel True. to, you know, stay True. as a heel. Just they spent, you know, it's one thing if they spent six months building up this pay-per-view streak. They spent two years almost. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Just just ridiculous. All right. So, yeah, the, this match was good. I thought it would have been a, a great match had the finish been clean or, like, somewhat clean. Instead, I mean, I, I get it. It, for, it furthered the storyline, but I wasn't a fan of the finish. So, overall, I have to give WWE Fastlane a thumbs down, especially compared to the great booking we got at Elimination Chamber. Scott? I agree. No, I, I agree. Again, I like the fact that we got some matches, at least, which was nice, but the quality just was not there. And, you know, you could have showcased some guys and you didn't do it. You, you definitely had enough time to give time to more guys that you didn't do. Just, um, yeah, I mean, they... You know, they, they phoned this in for sure, and they're, you know, building towards Mania in 28 days. It's it's pretty, you know, pretty obvious. Raw tomorrow night's going to be very, very interesting to see where they go because they have four weeks now to set it up. And Undertaker so, reportedly is going to be on Raw, so that, that should be interesting. I'm sure he's going to confront Roman Reigns. And of course. Love that. I mean, lo- let's look on the bright side, though. WrestleMania 33 looks to be a good card, even though they're no longer calling it WrestleMania 33. They're just calling it WrestleMania with the sunshine logo, which I think is kind of dumb. Because, you know, the Super Bowl uses numbers, and that hurts hurts the appeal of it, right? They don't want to age WrestleMania. Yeah. Let's go with that. Funny. So we're going to have Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, which, if given the time, should be a hell of a match. We are going to have Brock versus Goldberg, which at the very least is going to be a spectacle. A crazy spectacle. So that should be a thumbs up because Which let's hope to, to God it does not it is not the main event. Let's hope. I don't mind it being the main event because I think Le- like you said, Lesnar's gonna get a lot of cheers. I still think Goldberg's gonna get cheered, but I think Lesnar's gonna get cheers too. Yeah, but I don't want to see a WrestleMania main event be possibly a minute and a half because I could see that happening where Lesnar comes so out do you and just destroys see, Goldberg. So do you want to see a thirty minute snooze fest with uh, Hunter and Roman Reigns like last year? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what I want to see at this point. I know I have a friend going to WrestleMania, and he 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 isn't sure he wants to go now. But I, you know, told him, dude, it's WrestleMania. You have it's to go. It's still gonna be. It's still so. gonna be fun. Uh, I would write. Uh, it's still gonna be fun. Now we also might have Seth versus Triple H. They're teasing Seth at least making an appearance at WrestleMania. If he makes an appearance, this actually might bode well for some of the other matches because they'll get more time. Uh, women, the women on Raw are gonna get a fatal four way. That should be a pretty good match. I guess they could do a fatal four-way for the women in SmackDown, even though it's kind of repetitive. That should be a, a decent match, especially if Naomi could make a surprise return and win the title in her hometown of Orlando. Tag titles, uh, SmackDown match should be okay, you know. But the, well, the, the, with team, who? It's it's kind of the same. They'll probably do another turmoil match. What else are they going to do? I don't know. Maybe <sighs> That's Usos. Horrible. Maybe Usos and American Alpha. That should be a decent match. 
Um, yeah, why not? Why not just have you know Anderson and Gallows versus American Alpha just one on one? You know, as a tag match, why not? Best team wins because really that's all you have. Yeah, they don't really have much. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, well, you know, we're gonna get more than likely Seth and Hunter. Well, I'm saying Seth and Hunter might just brawl because Seth might not be totally clear. Right, unless you Finn know. Balor comes back, which is possible. Yeah, know? but I don't see him wrestling Triple H. Although Finn Balor may have a role mm. at WrestleMania, which in that case, maybe he'll be in, a, in some type of match. We have, I said Jericho Owens, that should be good. AJ versus Shane McMahon. Not the match mm. I want AJ Styles in, but at the same time, I do think both guys are going to work hard and AJ is going to pull out a good match out of Shane. And whether we like it or not, Shane McMahon is very popular. So at least he's in a high-profile match and not lost in the shuffle in some random ladder match. <laughs> I think the, let's see, John Cena and Nikki Bella against Miz and Maurice. I actually think that's going to be a surprisingly good match, um, but nothing that's going to necessarily steal the show unless uh, John Cena proposes afterwards. I think Touchy. Undertaker oh, and Roman Reigns, that to me is the most intriguing matchup because I could definitely see that being a great match, I could also see it being a match that completely backfires and blows back in the face of WWE. It all depends. I'm not worried about Roman Reigns. It all depends on The Undertaker and his condition. He did not move very well at the Royal Rumble. And, you know, I don't know how well he's going to move at WrestleMania. I don't know if he's going to take some cortisone shots or, or what, or if he's going to take whatever, uh, you know, Logan is taking, you know, Wolverine, whatever adrenaline <laughs> shots or something. Maybe Wolverine should hook up with Jinder Mahal. Yeah, maybe maybe get some vitamins from Jinder Mahal, but it's going to be dependent on The Undertaker. That could be a, an awesome match, or it could be, honestly, it could be the modern-day Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, if you really think about it. And then you have the Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. You could have two train wrecks, possibly. Yeah, but I think Goldberg-Brock's going to be a great train wreck, because people know the deal with that. They they know the deal with that. Undertaker, they Roman know the Reigns, deal, but how's it going to happen? Because Goldberg, I'm telling you, he cannot move. He can't. Then watch... Brock Lesnar destroy Goldberg then? Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's what's gonna happen. Which to you know happen. what? It's a fitting end. We have gold. You can still have Goldberg hit the spear and jackhammer, but this time Lesnar kicks out, and then Lesnar hits one at five. Goldberg kicks out. Another at five. Goldberg kicks out, and then you do a third at five. And then afterwards, you they have did both that guys, at WrestleMania thirty. And then you have both guys just you know kind of shake hands and just. Yeah, but I'm saying instead of doing like a 15 minute match with Undertaker and Brock, you do like no, a no. five minute, and then you just you know you have both guys shake hands afterwards. You have Goldberg give Lesnar the endorsement. You have the pyro go off. It's a cool moment between two gladiators, two of the top stars in the company in the business, and that's that, man. You know, I, I know it's WrestleMania and this doesn't happen, but what if there's a way where after Lesnar wins, he just kind of throws the belt down, like. I don't care about the belt. I want a Goldberg. I beat him. Do what you want with the title. Could they do that at Mania? No, that'd be stupid. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, it, I mean, it would not be nice to not have the title on ice. But yeah, I don't think that would happen. Well, oh, you can and, do that, and then get that's a good way to get rid of Lesnar too, because Stephanie can come out and say, you know, you disgraced that title. I'm suspending you for 90 days. Blah blah blah. I mean, it's better than having him beat up Michael Cole. You but know? you know what, though? You're going to have the title vacant again. Like, the third guy that holds the title gets vacated again, like, in the short history of the Universal title. Like, yeah, that but then you just like... you do it on Raw. You give it back to Finn Balor, and you go, you know, you reset. That's all. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I, I, know, I get what you're saying. I mean, you can't do it at Mania. I get it. Well, no, but... in general, I wouldn't do that. And actually, Mr. Racer1029 reminds me that we still have the Bray and Orton match, which I think will be a good match. 
Well, that's depending on if Randy can beat AJ Styles on SmackDown. He's going to beat AJ Styles. Of course he is, but we're not supposed to know that. But I am disappointed that poor Luke Harper is not going to be in a triple threat match. Instead, he just lost to AJ Styles. That sucked. Twice. Ugh, poor Luke. Well, maybe Luke can win the Andre Battle Royal. Probably not. Yeah, it's probably going to be Braun. Actually, a Luke Harper-Braun Strowman match would be pretty cool. I would like that. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, though. Okay. Actually, I would report that Luke Harper might end up going back with Bray Wyatt. That'd be stupid. This is WWE, dude. They 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 reset storylines like it's nothing. I know, and they're bad at book. They're bad at booking baby faces. That would remind me of an, an obscure TNA storyline from back in the day. Even though TNA is now technically Impact Wrestling, and uh, if you remember back in the day, uh, Christian, aka Christian from Edge and Christian, he had a stable with uh, Tyson Tomko and AJ Styles, and it was called the Christian Coalition, which was not a religious group. And Tyson Tomko had a great reaction when he teased turning on Christian and he turned for one week, much like Luke Harper turned on yes. Bray Wyatt and he had a, gr- he had a great ovation. He could have been like one of the top stars in the company. And then literally the next week he turned back heel and it killed any momentum he had. And afterwards he unfortunately got into drugs and other stuff and he went out of the business. Although it seems like these days he's doing okay for himself, but yeah, that was a very obscure storyline only I would remember, but yeah, <laughs> That, that, that's how I would feel. The same way I felt back in the day when Tomko didn't end up turning on Christian in the long run. Same way I'd feel about uh, Luke Harper. So Yeah, but they yeah. could do this with Bray. I mean, even though it would be very awkward, they could have Bray come out and basically apologize to Luke. I mean, actually, it would could, be so awkward. Actually, they, you know what? Would... You could do that. But you know what, though? Then you'd be basing the title match around who whose side is Luke Harper on as opposed to the actual title which to be fair too i mean the bray wyatt storylines are always about you know anything other than the belt right i mean if you really think about it actually that might make more sense i mean you could have bray come out and apologize to luke you could have randy say you know bray's been using you and you could tease like luke's involvement in the title match at wrestlemania and then you could have luke come out with a bunch of cops and have randy arrested for arson anyway Move yeah. on. <laughs> Move and you can have Eric Rowan and his butt sweat just come out and attack whoever. So there you go. Well, Eric Rowan probably will. You know, Eric, Rowan and Harper versus American Alpha at WrestleMania wouldn't be bad. I don't know how they would do it, but. Well, you just book it. That's how you do it. Actually, I guess. That would be cool, you know, but it looks like you know, you know, actually would be cool since American Alpha, although it would be more of a heel move, have American Alpha just challenge, do basically what the Hardys did at the. Uh, in TNA, where they challenge any team to an open fight, yeah, and just have like the headbangers come out. Even though I know the headbangers oh were there, God. you know, and just have like these obscure. I like teams the headbangers, come but come on, the headbangers. No, no, but no, but I'm just saying, like, have them, like the spirit, just obscure teams show up. So and do then a tag team tournament match, but with forgotten teams. Yeah, but just the fact that it's WrestleMania that these teams could actually semi get over because I would rather see those type of teams than have you so know like those a again, the Ascension again because we just saw that. At but least how many, but, but, but you know what though? How many how many nostalgia teams do you have at this point? You have Spirit Squad who haven't been seen on TV for months. You have um, the Headbangers haven't been seen on TV for months. Who else do you have that's still like I hate to say it, but like alive? You know what I mean? Well, that's. That is true. I'm sure you can come up with somebody. Bret Hart, you know, Hart. you're not going to have them. Road Warriors are gone. I mean, you don't have rock and roll. Yeah, it's I mean, a shame you couldn't get the Hardys just to at least do it like as a one-off, even though apparently they've signed a new Ring of Honor contract. Spoiler yeah, alert. According, according to Dave Meltzer, they've signed a new Ring of Honor deal uh, through May, although that could always change, or, or maybe it's not through May. I mean, 
I don't know, but at the moment they they chose to live comfortably, make some good money with ROH, still take indie bookings, have full creative control. They appeared on the Manhattan Show a couple nights ago, won the tag titles, and yeah, they're they're now the tag team champions. That leads to Young Bucks versus the Hardy Boys uh, at WrestleMania weekend, which I'm fine with. That's Which they cool. were doing anyway, and I feel kind of bad for the people who bought tickets already to that, thinking that this was going to be a first time ever. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure they'll go all out for WrestleMania. Okay. And then you had Bully Ray, Bubba Ray Dudley debut for Ring of Honor. I am not a fan of this at all. No disrespect to Bubba Ray Dudley, but uh, he was booked like a chobber for the most part in his previous run with WWE. Uh, he hasn't exactly endeared himself to fans with some of the things he tweets out. And I just feel like... I don't know. It's just weird. Apparently, he was a baby face. You know, I'd much rather seen him in TNA, and it looks like he had some negotiations with TNA. He opted for Ring of Honor, which is kind of cool. I don't know. I feel like the bloom's off the rose with with, uh, Bubba Ray. He's also, I mean, granted, he's older, so I'm going to cut him some slack, but he does definitely look bigger than he was compared to a few years ago where he got himself in that great shape. And again, you know, for a guy in his 40s, he's still in pretty good shape. Just, I don't know. It's, It's hard for me to get excited. I'm not saying he can't have good mic work and has maybe a couple interesting storylines. Uh, well, it's like we it, talked about off the air. You know, it gets people talking about Ring of Honor, who is probably right now in worse shape than you know NXT. Well, so. NXT is gonna be fine because they're just gonna be keep pumping money and signing guys. Whereas, well, of course, but I mean, I mean Ring, Ring of, of Honor, Honor has money pumped in guys. too. But you know, they're although you assume Mike Bennett and Maria are coming back. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, that. yeah, I don't know, I don't know about that. I mean, although I mean, if although act. if although if at WrestleMania it's Nikki Bella's last match, which is rumored. Maria could step back in, I guess, to WWE. I don't see that happening. But, I don't you know, know man. No. I, I don't know. I, I don't. Hey, if they brought Mickey James back, you know. I mean, well, Maria is technically uh, going through the college program with WWE. She's on the yeah. scholarship from them as a former uh, independent contractor with them. So, I don't know. I don't things know. are possible. You never know. It's just it's a very it's been a very underwhelming week for moves. I'm happy with the Hardys going to ROH. That's cool. Bubba Ray not thinking about it. It's okay as long as it just, I don't know. It's hard for me to get excited. And then in TNA, you had Alberto Del Rio, a.k.a. Alberto El Patron, get signed by the company. They let the Hardy boys walk. They let Drew Galloway walk. I know a few people said, well, the Hardys didn't move the needle. The Drew Galloway didn't move the needle. At the end of the day, they generated a lot of online interest. And on the independents, all three men were big draws. Now, granted, they were draws for companies not named TNA, which is a damaged brand, although technically it's now called Impact Wrestling, officially, even though the belts still say TNA. <laughs> which but, actually, Matt Hardy cut a, a very, very, very interesting promo on Impact Wrestling after they won the ROH tag titles as well. Uh, man, all, all I can say is that they let these guys walk. They let Mike Bennett and Maria walk. Um, they let Mia Yim walk, a.k.a. Jade, who's become a really good wrestler. And was a good wrestler for a while. And in TNA, she had one of those runs for a little bit where, for whatever reason, TNA makes you makes you look worse than you really are. You know, I don't know if it's the environment or something. Santana Garrett had the same problem. And then when she left TNA, she started having good matches on the Indies. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they let her go. And instead they, of keeping those guys and girls, they... Brought in Alberto Del Rio, who's been arrested and linked to things that are not good, and gave him the title for a night, only for him to, I guess, vacate it and give it back to Bobby Lashley. And they brought back Matt Morgan, who's 40 years old and never been a good wrestler. And they are maybe bringing back Magnus, Nick Aldis, who is Mickey James's husband, 
who lit the world on fire so much these <laughs> last two years since leaving TNA that nobody signed him. And look, former TSC guest, nice guy, but I'm just I'm just saying the facts here. Um, who else did they sign? Or Chris Masters. Chris well, Chris Masters is at least a good worker. I'll give you that. But, Chris but Masters, where has he been for the last couple of years as well? Yeah, well, sure. Where the hell has he been the last couple of years? But at well, least, he just you know. At least he's a at least he's a good worker, and I am happy that they have brought in a lot of New Jersey guys that I've covered for a number of years, like Kevin Matthews, like Fala, like Mario Bacara. I like the guys. They do good work. I'm happy that these guys that have primarily been in the Jersey Independence are finally getting some national exposure. Oh. With all that being said, none of these names, whether you like them or not, are going to do anything to make you excited for Impact Wrestling. They also brought back LAX, which minus Hernandez. Yeah, well, actually, that might be good. Okay, that's good. That's a good move because Homicide's the man and Conan's awesome on the mic. But yes. for the most part, just it, reading these spoilers, shout out to Jacob, Jacob Cohen for tweeting them out. I'm not excited for, for TNA, and I think that's all we should spend on it until we yeah. uh, see what happens. Oh, yeah, and they, me, also brought back Bruce, they also brought back Bruce Pritchard in an on-air role. Yeah, and? And uh, it's funny because the highlight of his previous TNA career was forgetting that Bobby Roode's contract expired and having to resign him uh, desperately when he forgot that he had to resign Bobby Roode. So, yeah. Well, and Zeb Coulter. Well, yeah, Dutch Mantel is back. Yeah, My Dutch good Mantel's friend, as, as many of you know, he's been a mentor of mine. And I haven't talked to him in a while. I'm sure he's a little busy right now. I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he's in a creative role. I think he is an asset to the business. But to be fair to him, and I'm not trying to cover his ass, I doubt that he's the main guy in control right now. And a lot of the moves that I see resemble the old TNA, not whatever new TNA. I'll say this about it. I agree with you that it doesn't look like the needle's going to swing much, but I'm interested to see how it comes out on TV. I will say that. At least one of us does. And I'll say this too. At least they are getting people talking, I don't know, for the right reasons, and reportedly according to a pro wrestling sheet, Scott Fishman, a gentleman who I actually used to work for uh, back in the Spike days when I used to work at Spike on the digital side, he was reportedly backstage at the recent Impact tapings, and granted, Scott spent, well, I think like a, a decade, pretty much, uh, producing TNA shows and doing a great job being an unsung hero for TNA and, and Spike TV, and in my opinion, a guy that's very well respected at Viacom, and maybe he was just visiting some old friends in Orlando, or maybe there's there's some smoke to the potential fire of Impact, I keep, almost wanted to say TNA, uh, landing back on Spike TV, which, look, whether we like the product or we don't, that's good for the business. And assuming that Anthem Sports, which is now the parent company and sole owners of TNA, assuming that they are going to be paying people and paying people on time, unlike Dixie Carter and Panda Energy, then, well, that's good for the business. Good doesn't mean I have to watch it. doesn't mean I have to like the content. But if they're paying people, if they're allowing people to have jobs in wrestling, that's great. Although... Given the fact that they let the Hardys walk, that they let Drew Galloway walk, they let Mia Yim walk, uh, I got a feeling that they're not going to be paying a whole lot of money to exactly, quote-unquote, make a living off of. And that sounds like a, a lot to ask from people to work on uh, very low wages and also try to take 10% of their indie booking payouts. Mm-hmm. But let's move on. Let's yes. go to some more questions here. 
Alan Wu, Scott's breathing like a tense Donald Trump at debates. I, I don't know what's going on with me tonight. I apologize. I, it, I'm noticing it as you say it. Uh, I, I, I don't know. You know, unlike the big show, I, I've put on weight. I guess he's lost weight, and I guess it's affecting me tonight. I, I really, I, I really don't know. I, I apologize. Holiday one nine seven says, "Have Finn Balor returned on the post WrestleMania Raw, challenge Lesnar for the title, and pull off the upset? That would be good." Honestly, be I'd, ra- I'd uh, honestly I'd rather see that built up for SummerSlam and have Finn beat Lesnar then build it up. Don't don't do it right away. It was cool that they give Finn the monster push right away considering the guy's 35 about to be 36 and you see why you know he got injured he's got a lot of wear and tear in his body he was in nxt for too long i was happy that he got the monster push but uh, sometimes you know when it comes to wrestling it's not just about the destination well actually a lot of most times in wrestling it's not just about the destination it's about the journey and to have finn just come out and beat brock lesnar you can't get any bigger than that why just give it away i would rather do an angle where Maybe Finn challenges Lesnar, and instead maybe Lesnar's F5s Finn through a table or something, gets disqualified and says, I'm taking my title and I don't give a damn about you guys. And then Finn has to go through all these obstacles before he can get another shot at Lesnar, and then you do Lesnar and Finn at SummerSlam. But of course, that's not going to happen because they're going to give that spot to our buddy, Roman Reigns. Telvin says a Roman Reigns heel turn would be perfect. Oh, it would. (laughs) <laughs> SmackDown, JB says SmackDown does twice as much with two-thirds of the roster. I can't believe both shows are run by the same company and produced by the same man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is amazing how they kind of let the leash loose on SmackDown, but not so much on Raw. Right. Uh, okay, spoiler alert. LAX are the current TNA Tag Team Champions, technically the new Tag Team Champions in TNA. That's cool. And there was really no explanation of why the Hardys aren't champions anymore. I mean, oh, well, Bruce Bruce, came out and said something about the galaxy, and he said he it. said the titles aren't won in space. I mean, yeah. you know what? He at least he kept it simple. Yeah, but yet, yeah, with that said, Karen Jarrett came out and said Maria had a nervous breakdown, and that's why they're she's not in TNA no more. So yeah, Karen Angle's back. Listen, you know what? I'm oh, I'm sorry, Karen Angle. Jeez, that hasn't been her name. Karen for like Jarrett, yes, eight years. Yeah, Karen Jarrett. Wow. You know what? Karen Jarrett's a good on-air personality. I don't know if we need another female authority figure right now that that's similar to Stephanie McMahon. But Karen Jarrett is good on the mic, and she's a beautiful woman. And Pop TV does air in HD in my market. So <laughs> you know what? I will be willing to give Karen Jarrett a chance. Yeah. Sam Scowrin says, I did like the old TNA from 2004-2007. Do you think they could get back to that level? Um, a lot of that TNA was really bad, too, back then. They had a very brief period where they were doing relatively well in spite of the bad booking of Vince Russo. Um, I, I don't like their ca- – oh, by the way, I don't like their catchphrase, make impact wrestling great again. That's just stupid. First of all, no matter how you feel politically, it's just I feel like it's just played out either way. Freaking Darren Young had it. It was stupid. It didn't work out. Um, uh, I think are we Bob assuming ba- that I that's a Bob Dutch ba- Mantel thing? What happened? Are we going to assume that's a Dutch Mantel thing, which is why Darren Young had that? And now all of a sudden it's on TNA as well. Oh, you mean Dutch Mantel took it from WWE? Well, anybody that yeah. watches WWE could have just pulled that from them and – I don't know. Like, but, first, but I mean, first is all, it that, coincidental that, you know... I don't know. That's also implying that, that Impact was once great. And I don't know. From what I understand, like, during the tapings, they, they bury TNA several times, at least the old TNA, and then talk about the new TNA. Here's the thing. And this is the same thing uh, I've, I've gone through when it comes to analyzing WWE. A lot of times they say, this guy's the man. This guy's the guy. Um, you know, a couple years back, this is the Divas Revolution. This is the Women's Revolution. Show, show, don't tell. 
Okay, when you watch a, a movie, when you, when you watch a Robert De Niro film, does Robert De Niro tell you he's sad or is he just sad? Does Robert De Niro tell you he's the baddest MFR on the planet or does he show it? A little bit. Little bit. Logan, this Hugh Jackman, okay, tell you, well, I'm angry and I'm emotionally distraught and I'm, I, I can't control my emotions or my abilities. Or do you just see it? Does the movie show you it? Show, that's like one of the number well, one uh, rules of acting. Show, not tell. Don't, well, in the, don't in the tell defense of the Divas good. Revolution, though, the, the Women's Revolution, the Divas Division was pretty horrible, so they had to tell you. Yeah, but you know what, though? They still could have been a little more like... They just changed the presentation, which they eventually did, wow. and it's, it's worked out great, but... Wow. Man, yeah. I don't know. The TNA, just stop. Stop telling me this is it, this is that. Just just do it. Just 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 do it. Just be good. Well, at least they got rid of the uh, eagle on the logo, so that's good. The owl, you mean? The, the owl. I'm sorry, eagle. Yeah, yeah. yeah but they still have credit. Anthem in the logo, which to me is dumb because, like, no offense to Anthem. You know, no, nobody money knows what thing. that is. Nobody knows what that is. So why do you have to have it on the logo? What does it matter? It's Impact Wrestling. <laughs> Unless you're going to actually record an Anthem for Impact. They, they still need to go back to their traditional ring, not the six sides. Yeah, which is more dangerous for the wrestlers. So, yep. Especially when you got guys like Matt Morgan and Chris Masters who are pretty big guys to begin with. And especially with. when you're paying people like they could get paid to, to work in fast food. Jeez, I mean, seriously. I guess, I mean, okay, you get on TV, maybe you, you get some exposure. But seriously, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're paying some of these guys a lot of money. Which, you know, look, if you're somebody that, that's primarily been booked regionally and you have the opportunity to be on national TV and – you know how to work, you know, like some of these guys that they book do, then that's fine. But, you know, for some people that are actually, you know, hoping to make this into a full-time thing, it's it's it's, it's tough. You know, it's it's kind of, in a way, it's kind of, people are saying, oh, well, does that make them the number two promotion in the country again? No, it, it doesn't. In reality, does it make them the number two promotion? I think it makes them... Well, I think by default they're number two, but no, I not think, counting I NXT. I would still count. I would still count ROH number two as far as domestically. I'd still count ROH because they could actually pay people or are willing to pay people. And I think as far as number two in the world, there's got to be New Japan Pro Wrestling because you know there's a lot of guys that are doing well there. The ROH is good as far as the touring aspect goes, where Impact isn't. Impact is definitely just more of like a TV show. For now, they're looking to run house shows, which is even dumber now because they wow. they lost the Hardys and Drew Galloway, aka Drew McIntyre, who could have helped them draw. Now the interesting thing is, do the Hardys go to WWE in May, and does Drew Galloway go to WWE after WrestleMania? I think Drew Galloway's top guy material. The problem is, is Vince McMahon going to see him that way after booking him like a no. geek with three MB? If they put if well if they made a UK division like we talked about, yes. You know what? He would actually be a big enhancement to that division as far as star power and a guy that fans are familiar with and hardcore fans. Because let's face it, that UK division is catering to hardcore fans, the hardest of the hardcore. Yep. And you don't get more hardcore, particularly from the UK scene right now, than Drew Galloway, who's done very well for himself. Yep. Okay. 197 says, I hope Bray retains at Mania. He needs a decent title reign to be pushed as an upper-tier guy. I wouldn't mind seeing him retain the title, although I don't see him for long. Maybe that's how Luke Harper helps him. Ah, there you go. That is true. That's yes. true. All right, we'll take a couple more here, and then we're going to head on out. Um, Fred, what do you think about the Nintendo Switch? I like it so far, but I'm not blown away. I think Zelda's awesome. i got to get the hang of it. Uh, believe it or not, I just 
beat Dragon Age Inquisition. I know I was late to the party. I have an EA Access subscription with Xbox One, and I played Dragon Age for a long time. Kind of got stuck in some side quests and grinding. Didn't really play it for a while, and then for whatever reason, right? Kind of decided, I miss playing that game. I want to beat it. So I put my mind to it, and within a weekend or two, this weekend, I beat Dragon Age Inquisition, which was awesome. Now, after I finished playing it, I realized I put in well over 100 hours into that game. Yeah, and then I said, you know what? I want to continue the story, so I bought the DLC pack, which allows me to finish the game two years later after the original story. Now I have Zelda. It's an awesome game. It's an open-world game. There's a ton to do. But it's going to require me to invest a lot of time. And yeah, I know that going in, you know, obviously Zelda takes up a lot of time. But, man, I don't know. Dragon Age was so epic, and I still have Final Fantasy XV to finish. I'm enjoying Zelda, but I'm not mentally deep into it yet. The good news is, with the Nintendo Switch, it is portable. The battery life's only a couple hours, though, but it is portable. And so, since I do commute to work, I do take the, the bus and the, and the subway to New York City, since I am from uh, suburbia New Jersey here, <laughs> uh, you know, it does work out in a sense I can play on the bus and play on the subway and, and all that. But at the same time, I got a Kindle for my birthday, and I'm making an effort to read more. So, I know, first world problems, it's just a matter of, of managing my time. There's a lot of games I still want to play. I'm happy with the Switch. It's cool. I'm glad I have it, but I do got to say, it does feel a little cheap. Uh, my buddy told me that my cell phone, which is a, a Samsung S7, is actually more exp- five times more expensive or something to make than the Nintendo Switch. I don't know how, how accurate that is, but I know it probably <laughs> is more expensive. Uh, the one thing is that really bothers me, this is supposed to be for kids, but it's confusing to set up. It was confusing to put on the grips for the Joy-Cons. And when I put them on the wrong way, which you can easily do, and if you do a YouTube search real quick, you can see a lot of people have done that the wrong way. You literally have to either rip them off and pray that your controller doesn't break, or you got to find the little prongs with this screwdriver and lightly tap it and hope to God that you can separate them. So it's a little confusing. I'm not a fan of the system being bare bones, but considering I review games, considering I'm more or less almost a collector at this point of all these consoles that I have, I knew the deal going into it. So for the sake of anybody watching this, listening to this, that hasn't bought the Switch yet, I am willing to be the guinea pig for you guys and the experimental animal that tests out the Switch and lets you know how it goes and whether or not within six months to a year if it is worth your money. So, yeah. There's that. Okay. A couple more. I hope WWE picks up Mia Yim. I do, too. Can, can I mention real quick? Uh, yeah. Matt Hardy. Broken Matt Hardy. Yes. How do you tweet? Um, an interesting tweet, I guess, which simply says... Brother Nero and I have already deleted the title reign of the club's Bucks of Youth. We see your gold at Luke Gallows, WWE, at Carl Anderson, WWE. Well, Mr. Matt Hardy definitely knows how to generate buzz. He absolutely does. And you know what? Kudos to Matt Hardy because a few years ago, this guy was widely considered and rightfully so a scumbag for driving drunk and for faking a a suicide note on YouTube. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair to him, he clearly had a lot of mental issues, drug issues, and knock on wood, it looks like Jeff and himself have cleaned up their lives, have done their thing. I'm shocked that they are still wrestling at this point, given how their bodies must feel. And I got to say, I'll give credit where credit is due. Matt Hardy, 
You have done a hell of a job of turning your life and career around. Same thing with Jeff. Much respect to you guys. Yeah, we thought they were going to both be statistics, and thank God they're not. Yeah. For sure. So maybe it's a good thing they're not in WWE doing that schedule. I mean, if I were WWE, I would give them a Chris Jericho schedule where they can just work when <laughs> they want as opposed to – or at least work short-term as opposed to having them you know, work a full-time schedule. Granted, they're not Brock Lesnar or Goldberg, but still, those guys are legends. They draw some buzz. Or you know what? Maybe down the road, they, you could still put them on the main roster. But would it be the worst thing in the world if they wanted to work a lighter schedule and work in NXT and enhance that brand? That would enhance that brand. I wouldn't mind a broken Matt Hardy as the NXT champion. If it could be on 40-year-old Bobby Roode, who's miscast as a fake Ric Flair, it could definitely be on Matt Hardy. I, I have a question for you. Yeah. I'm just going through some wrestling news here. I thought Kevin Sullivan was associated with Ring of Honor, but yet I see he's an impact producer. When did that happen? No, 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 no. You have the wrong Kevin, Kevin Sullivan. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, no. Kevin Sullivan, okay. the wrestling legend, is sort of, I think, still affiliated with Ring of Honor through BJ Whitmer. Okay. Um, and he's a podcaster. Yes. And um, this Kevin Sullivan is actually a longtime producer of TNA Impact Wrestling. Okay, Left, I did not joined that. Global Force Wrestling. With Jeff, and then now is back with Impact. So. I should have known better. I apologize to you hey, for it's okay. it's hey. my mistake there. Hey, it's okay. I can't it's keep it. up with everything. I'm, I'm no, sorry. hey, man. it's Dude, it's it's, it's fine. I, oh, I guess oh. the other big issue tonight that we didn't mention, Fred, I don't know if you noticed, but your buddy Tom Phillips was not the social media lounge representative tonight for WWE. Yeah, but isn't he only on SmackDown now? Well, no, because Renee Young was doing Raw Talk after the pay-per-view tonight, so I don't think that really matters. Yeah, if nobody knows what happened, uh, long story short, uh, Tom Phillips made the mistake of allegedly being engaged, and he texted a woman a picture of him doing these creepy eyes, and he (laughs) said he wanted to FF her. Uh, You can can figure out what FF means. Sounded a little, (laughs) first of all, as a man that is, uh, how do I say this? As Let's a man, just as a, this as, a man, as a man that is the the Goldberg uh, of of uh, romance, right? Uh, I'll tell you. I will tell you this. You, you just said that you last thirty seconds. Okay, that's not what I meant. Gee, okay, fine. All right, let me. Okay, let me rephrase. Sorry, sorry. Let me rephrase. As a man that is the AJ Styles of romance. All right. Okay. Or Chris Jericho, Jericho. drink it in, man. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, Anyway, my my point is, as somebody like Scott Anderson, who is now a happily married man, who is known to to treat women the right way, as a man who prides himself uh, on being a a, a nice guy. My wife definitely paid you tonight, didn't she? Okay, as a a man that, that, that understands, you know, timing's everything, right? Yeah, yes it is. Okay? And how to approach certain situations, all right? I have to say, I give Tom Phillips a big fat F. And not for Fred. This is horrible. Uh, I'll give all, I mean, look, maybe the person he's talking to is into this sort of thing. But I know a lot of guys who are, put it this way, not as genuinely as myself and yourself, Scott, or as uh, some of the good young men that, that follow this program. Okay? And I don't know any of these men would ever text their significant other or potential significant other this. Anyway, he texted this woman that he had a um, a um, massive 
thing. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a wrestling metaphor. A she, big, she, a big gold belt, and and he said he wanted to um, give them the Bronco Buster, more or less. Xbox old. Uh, Let's move. put it this way: when, when you're, I don't want to say Tom Phillips is is hugely famous, but when you know in this day of social media age, and you are who you are, and you work for the company you work for, you don't do those things. Look, he's very thankful okay. he still has a job. You know what? Hang on, hang on. Okay. I don't have anything against him texting that, even though it's creepy. Outside of the fact that this dude is allegedly engaged. It was to the woman who he should have been texting it to. Or, yeah, he's allegedly engaged. It's one thing if he was just burned by some girl that wants to, like, you know, put him on blast. It's another thing when you're engaged. If you're engaged, you know what, man? Like, I have trouble feeling bad for you. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're married, if you're with somebody, you're cheating. I have, I have trouble feeling bad for you. Same thing with Tiger Woods. We got beat up. Everybody's like, we shouldn't have gotten beat up. Like, he's cheating on his yeah, wife. absolutely like, should have. You know, that would have been great to it, watch. You know, it, it's one thing to, like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it gets one. But that's thing. what made Tiger Woods so good because he was juggling everything at once, so to speak. Uh, yeah, and then he now he's been in a slump for the last seven, eight years. But I didn't think about that. Yeah. So anyway, point is, uh, Tom Phillips was a creep. This woman screenshotted the the ish. She posted on Instagram. It made its way around Twitter. Um, even Charlie Caruso <laughs> and uh, and Nia Jax joked about it on Instagram, which uh, further buried Tom Phillips. And yeah, he he was nowhere to be seen on pay per view. So I guess you're right, Scott. But you know what though? I didn't see him hosting the social media lounge last month for the raw, for the raw stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Regardless, Tom Phillips is a creep. And uh, ladies, if if you get a feeling, the feeling that the guy is uh, seeing somebody else, or is that you know, you know is what you know what? Hold on, real quick. Two things. What happened to him on SmackDown getting taken out in the main event? Was that punishment for that? Maybe. And second of all. Austin Aries saying, check out my package. Is is that a knock on that? I never thought of that. Maybe it is. I just thought of that. And, and thanks to Terrell Scott for that because he wrote that in the comment section. But that would make sense, wouldn't it? Because why is Austin Aries talking about his great package, which is not really PG? Check out my package. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's interesting. Wow. Anyway, point. the moral of the story is men learn to – and women learn to treat your significant other well. Um, if you're somebody that if you're and look if you're somebody that wants to have fun that's not ready for commitment okay here's here's some adult advice here okay don't get engaged don't get in a commitment then Wait. don't make a commitment <laughs> to somebody especially when you're famous because guess what chances are as we've seen with many athletes okay it's gonna bite you in the ass buy a burner phone let's do that okay somebody's been watching Breaking Bad all right Gus thing. <laughs> Oh but God. it's true, right? Don't use your main cell phone. All right. I don't advocate. Look, that. I, I just, I just, I just gave some actual advice that, so that men I. and women who are not ready for commitment can use, and you well, are so suggesting a burner phone as a, as a father of a daughter. I, I'm look. I'm just saying, if you're going to be creepy, go all think out before you act. Okay. <laughs> look, let's be, be honest here. Don't, right. Think before you act. All, all, right. Right, all right. You know what? If you want, uh, if you if, oh if you're engaged and you how about this? Marry that woman how about this? And don't you're shoot. on the flight and you're on the flight oh waiting on the God. tarmac and you're saying that you want. I'm, I'm going to just use a hockey name here. You want to Keith Kachuk somebody? See, because that kind of rhymes with it. Use a phone that's not traceable back to you. Just a thought. That's all I'm saying. This conversation spiraled out of control. <laughs> All right. Just, that's my advice to, to, to the youngins out there. Uh, God. Okay. 
moving on. I, I guess I didn't I, say I, like, you know what? Yeah, okay. okay just... I guess the basic premise is this: if you do something stupid, or you, uh, that could potentially backfire on you, no matter what it is, <laughs> don't make sure that you do not send a picture to somebody. Yeah. Pretty much. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. This this conversation. Right, well, let me so say awesome. this real quick about oh, about that whole situation. Oh God. And it's just quick little story. My work phone got an interesting text message uh, last weekend. That obviously was not meant for me, and I feel bad for the person who sent it, but it was the same type of idea. And there was no picture attachment to it, but just one. Was it a male or female? Was it one of your coworkers? No. No, 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 no. It was just somebody who was upset that they didn't see somebody. So I had to reply back, hey, dude, sorry, you got the wrong number. That's all. But whatever. Think before you text. Yeah, pretty much. Proofread before you text an email. That's another morals of this story. All right. Anyway, Play Dirty says, was the uh, Goldberg-Owens match a jab at UFC for that stalled-out long match last night between Willie and Thompson? Oh, man, I actually, that, I didn't think about that. Maybe it was. No, nah, but come on, this had to be the plan the whole time, wasn't it? Probably, yeah. But but still, I mean, if it was, I mean, or if it didn't intend to be, it still kind of was. That's kind of funny. Yeah, because those guys, st- oh, my God. You know what, though? I'd still say the Fast Lane main event was still more entertaining than Woodley versus Thompson, one of the worst title fights from of all what? time. From what I saw, it actually—I mean, look, I wasn't glued to it, but I saw Woodley getting some shots in on Thompson in there the at fifth the end. round for twenty seconds out of a twenty-five-minute fight. Second, okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Screw that, man. Yeah, don't believe. Yeah, I know you saw the Instagram video. No, it, it was not. That no, exciting. I actually saw that live. So it was not that exciting. Ugh. Okay. Anyway, anyway, UFC has not been doing so well the last couple pay-per-views. No, so they need GSP and they—they they need some more excitement and they need to pay Nick, Nate Diaz a stack of money. They need to let Nick Diaz smoke all the weed he wants. Big, okay, seriously. They need to let yeah. Nate. Di- they need to pay the Nevada Athletic Commission to let Nick Diaz and Nate Diaz smoke all the weed they want, and just fight, or book that ish in California, all right, or somewhere where they're not going to get flagged for weed. Okay, Colorado, seriously, anywhere. Book them book in Amsterdam. Honestly, book them yeah. in Amsterdam. Whatever. Just let these guys do what the hell they want. Give them a stack of money. Let them draw big money for pay per views and get fans the fights they want to see because. Uh, right now, much like uh, you know, some of the Diddy B booking, uh, a lot of UFC fans don't care right now. But folks, I want to hear from you because I know you care. What do you think about Fast Lane? What do you think about everything going on in TNA and ROH? What do you think about Todd Phillips? Let me know. Leave a comment below. Tweet us. Facebook us. Do what you got to do if you enjoyed this recap and Scott's sage advice. Ugh. Please click the like button. Please share this with all your friends. And until next time, everybody, as always, enjoy the matches.